Welcome to Wayne Zion Lutheran Church in Romas Hell. This is Thanksgiving's Eve Service 2023. Thank you for joining us. At harvest time, we join the psalmist in offering thanksgiving to God. You crown the year with goodness and your paths overflow with plenty. We are grateful for the abundance of good things of God's creation. And Paul will remind us that our thanksgiving overflows into generosity. And as the body of Christ in the world, we give ourselves away as bread for the hungry. Let us make our confession and receive God's forgiveness. Blessed be the Holy Trinity, one God, in whose image we are made, who claims us and calls us beloved. Amen. Holy One, we confess that we are not awake for you. We are not faithful in using your gifts. We forget the least of our siblings. We do not see your beauty and image one another. We are infected by sin that divides your beloved community. Open our hearts to your coming. Open our eyes to see you and our neighbor. Open our hands to serve your creation. Amen. Beloved, we are God's children, and Jesus, our beloved, opens the door to us. Through Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. By Jesus, you are welcome. In Jesus, you are called to rejoice. Let us live in the promises prepared for us from the foundation of the world. Amen. Let us sing our gathering song, Come, all ye faithful people, come.
Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. In your bulletin is the prayer for this evening on this Thanksgiving Eve and night. Let us share it together. Almighty God, our Father, your generous goodness comes to us in every day. By the work of your Spirit, lead us to acknowledge your goodness, give thanks for your benefits, and serve you in willing obedience. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. first reading this evening is from Deuteronomy, the eighth chapter, verses 7 through 18. For the Lord your God is bringing you to a good land, a land with brooks and streams, deep springs gushing out into the valleys and the hills, a land with wheat and barley, vines and fig trees, pomegranates, olive oil and honey, a land where bread will not be scarce, and you will lack nothing a land where the rocks are iron and you can dig copper out of the hills. When you have eaten and are satisfied, praise the Lord your God for the good land that he has given you. Be careful that you do not forget the Lord your God, failing to observe his commands, his laws, his decrees that I'm giving you this day. Otherwise, when you eat and are satisfied, when you build fine houses and settle down, and when you herd, the herds and the flocks grow large, and your silver and your gold increase, and all you have is multiplied, then your heart will become proud, and you will forget the Lord your God, who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. He led you through the vast and dreadful wilderness 
that first thirsty and waterless land with its venous snakes and scorpions. He brought you water out of hard rock. He gave you manna to eat in the wilderness, something your ancestors had never known, to humble and to test you so that the end it might go well with you. You may say to yourself, my power and strength of my hands have produced this wealth for me. But remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you the ability to produce wealth and so confirms his covenant, which he swore to your ancestors as it is today. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our Thanksgiving Eve psalm is Psalm 68. Praise awaits you, O God, in Zion. To you our vows will be fulfilled. You who answer prayer, to you all people will come. When we were overwhelmed by sins, you forgave our transgressions. Blessed are those who choose to bring near to live in your courts, to live in your courts. We are filled with good things of your house and your holy temple. You answer us with awesome and righteous deeds, God our Savior, the hope of all the ends of the earth and of the furthest seas, who formed the mountains by your power, having armed yourself with strength, who stilled the roaring seas and the roaring of their waves and the turmoil of the nations. The whole earth is filled with all at your wonders. Where morning dawns, where evening fades, you call forth songs of joy. You care for the land and water it. You enrich it abundantly. The streams of God are filled with water to provide the people with grain. So you have ordained it. You drench its furrows, level its ridges. You soften it with showers and bless its crops. You crown the year with your bounty and your carts overflow with abundance. The grasslands of the wilderness overflow and the hills are clothed with gladness. The meadows are covered with flocks and the valleys are mantled with grain. They shout for joy and sing. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning, is now and will be world without end. Amen. In our epistle lesson, the letter from Paul, his second letter to the church of Corinth, the ninth chapter, verses 6 through 15. Paul writes, remember this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. Whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, For God loves a cheerful giver, and God is able to bless you abundantly, so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. As it is written, they have freely scattered their gifts to the poor, their righteousness endures forever. Now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will also supply and increase your store of seed, and will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. You will be enriched in every way so that you can be generous in every occasion. 
And through this, your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. This service that you perform is not only supplying the needs of the Lord's people, but also overflowing in many expressions of thanks to God. Because of the service by which you have proved yourself, others will praise God for the obedience that accompanies your confession of the gospel of Christ and for your generosity in sharing with them and with everyone else. And in their prayers for you, their hearts will go out to you because of the surpassing grace God has given you. Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift, the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I invite the congregation to rise for the reading of the gospel according to St. Luke, the 17th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus, now on his way to Jerusalem, traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. As he was going into the village, ten men had leprosy, and they met him. They stood in a distance, and they called out in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. When he saw them, he said, Go show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. One of them, when he saw he was healed, came back, praising God in a loud voice, and threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. He was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, were there not ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, rise and go, your faith has made you well. The gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Wonderful and powerful readings. Psalm, Deuteronomy, part of the Pentateuch at the very beginning of God's story with us. And I want to kind of focus on that passage in Deuteronomy. I never thought about this before until I just kind of laid with the information that Moses was sharing with the people who were in the wilderness. And they were about to take possession of the land that God had promised them. And so Moses speaks of thanksgiving. That was the first thing that caught my attention. Thanksgiving. By instructing God's people against pride. We are all prideful. He reminded them and he reminds us of what God has done in bringing them out of the shadow of death. For the people of God, they were in Egypt and they were enslaved. And life was hard. And they had called out and prayed to God and God finally heard them and raised up Moses to go to Pharaoh and say, let my people go. Moses reminded them that God has been with them all along. That when they were crying on their knees and praying out to God, God was there. And when they rose up and they left and the Red Sea parted and they made their way into the wilderness, God was with them. And when they came into the land that God had promised them, Moses wanted to remind them it is important for us to give thanks. Moses' words were, when you have eaten and you are satisfied, give praise and thanksgiving to God. I think about it. After you've eaten 
and you're satisfied, then give praise and prayer and thanksgiving to God. I don't know about you, but oftentimes in my growing up, when we gathered together for a meal, we would often pray before the meal, not after, usually before. And seldom do we give thanks following the meal. I want you to notice his instructions. When you've eaten and you're satisfied, give praise and thanksgiving to God. Well, that brings me back to many times in which I gathered with my father-in-law and mother-in-law, Myron and Arlene Dolly. We would gather in Appleton, Wisconsin when Liz and I were young newlyweds. And uh, after the meal, we would offer up a prayer and a praise. But this was a little bit tricky for someone who's never spoken Norwegian. And I had to ask for my sister's help again today, and I may get the words wrong. But after we finished the meal and everyone was satisfied, we would pause as the family, and we would say, For Helsa Gleda Dagli Bru, Ve Tucker Dai Ogud. Now, Joseph, I'm not going to sing it, but you could sing it on key. And what these words mean are for health and happiness and daily bread, we give you thanks, O God. In our Old Testament lesson, Moses knows that when life goes well, we tend to not rely on God. We lose sight of God's goodness and blessings in our lives. It seems like when things aren't going well, that's when we cling to God. We become proud of things that we have gathered, we have accomplished under our own merit. In Moses' words, if we say, my power and of my strength of my hands have produced the wealth for me, Moses reminds them and us, it is the Lord your God who gives you the ability to produce wealth. And so confirms God's covenant, which he swore to your ancestors and has come true today. In America, we are so blessed and so wealthy when you take a look at the entire world, that we are blessed to be born in the families that we've been born into, and in a country that really does put God first, we try, and we see God in one another. For my father-in-law, this song of thanksgiving sung by his grandfather's language in Norwegian reminds me of the importance to pause in our busy lives and even after a satisfying meal to give thanks and praise. Luther held this truth as well from Moses and I invite you, and you might be surprised if you open up your your hymnal, your Cranberry hymnal, go all the way back to page 1167, almost to the entire back of this hymnal, you're going to find Luther's small catechism. And in the, on this page, 1167, you'll see the subtitle on the right-hand side that says Table Blessings. And I want to share this with you. As Luther understood the importance of praying before and praying after, as Moses instructed the people. Have you found it? Table blessings on 1167. Connor says yes, so let's go ahead. 
Luther writes, the children and the members of the household are to come devoutly to the table, fold their hands and recite, the eyes of all who wait upon you, O Lord, and, give, and you give them their food in due season, you open, your, you open your hand and satisfy the desire of every living creature. And then, and then Luther wanted to have a teaching moment, a time in which we would say that prayer that the Lord had taught us. And then after the Lord's Prayer, and my family knows this, it concludes with, Lord God, Heavenly Father, bless us and these your gifts which we receive from your bountiful goodness through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. That's the prayer that we use in the ready household way before pastor became a pastor. It was important to give thanks before. I didn't get it until today about giving thanks afterwards. Look what Luther says. He says, similarly, after eating, they should in the same manner fold their hands and recite devoutly, give thanks to the Lord, for the Lord is good, for God's mercy endures forever. God provides food for the cattle and for the young ravens. When they cry, God is not impressed by the might of the horse and has no pleasure in the speed of the runner, but finds pleasure in those who fear, who love, who revere the Lord and those who await God's steadfast love. Luther's going to make sure he drives it home with a teaching opportunity to say the Lord's Prayer and then finish the prayer with, we give thanks to you, Lord, our Father, through Jesus Christ, our Lord, for all your benefits, you who live and reign forever. Amen. The importance that Moses shared with the people of God, and Luther picked up on that, and how important it is to pray both before and after. And did you see some words in there that rang for you or were familiar? They're fashioned after the Psalms. In the November church newsletter, I suggested that we read Psalm 95, verses 1 through 7, at your Thanksgiving table. It's found in the morning matins, the prayers in the morning and remembering and giving thanks to God as we begin a new day. Thanksgiving that we're celebrating tomorrow, although it's not a church festival, it is an excellent opportunity to pause from our busy lives to stop and to give thanks and our praise for all that God has done for us. Like Moses, Jesus reminds his disciples through the healing of the ten lepers that one returned and gave praise and thanks to God for his healing in Jesus Christ. Although God does not, and let me say this again, there is nowhere in scripture, God does not demand for us to give and to be thankful to him. He is pleased when we do so. For in doing so strengthens our faith as we exercise that gift of faith and give thanks to a loving and caring God, as did the one who returned and learned that his faith in Jesus played a role in his healing. God uses our responsiveness to teach us more about his love, his grace, and his mercy. We grow in our faith by giving our thanks to God, the one who chooses life, the God who chooses to love and not punish, and the God who chooses you. 
May we give thanks for the indescribable gift of eternal life now and to come. The gospel of our Lord. Thanks be to God. I invite us to sing our um, song of the evening. We praise you, O God. invite to come to the forward, but not quite yet. We'll have Bill and uh, we'll also have um, Derek just be on the ready. We want to offer a disposition of the candelabras that stand to my right and to my left. And we want to also take this time to dedicate the candelabras up by the altar on either side and the candles that now stand on the altar. But I want to share these words before we do that. Out of thankfulness to God, Dean Rickless returned to God several times throughout his life to give thanks, praise, and did it often through words and through deeds. Nearing the end of his life, he reached out to Wayne Zion a church family that guided him in his faith formation. Dean, uh, actually it was John Laycock who called me and said, uh, Dean Rickless would like to speak with you, Pastor. He's an okay guy. He's an okay guy. And 
I'm never shy to call up someone, and, uh, and I did that. And I came into, uh, Dean and I were going to have a meeting in his home in Marriott. And his health was really bouncing. Uh, this is nearing the end of his life. And he called me and he said, Pastor Wade, I'm sorry we won't be able to keep our meeting at my home. I find myself here at the hospital at St. Luke's and I'm having another treatment and we'll have to postpone and we'll have another meeting. And I said, Dean, why don't I come and see you there? I didn't want to put it off any longer. And I came into the room and actually I met LaDonna in the hallway and she greeted me with the warmest smile, but I, I tell you, LaDonna, you had a glow about you. And uh, you were so pleased, and you knew who I was, because I don't think I was wearing my clerics that day, but you identified me and invited me in. And there was Dean finishing up a treatment with his nurse, and there was Stephanie, and there was Shelley. And the whole room was aglow. And Dean, as he was talking, he was trying to have this treatment where you got to deeply breathe, was still talking to the nurse and pastor. I mean, he knew where I, where I was and came in. The room lit up. That's the one thing that caught my attention. How much light. And it wasn't just light, but it was Christ's love that was in that room. And he had three requests for me. He said, Pastor Wade, I wish to hold my funeral one day at Wayne Zion, but I hope it isn't for a while. He said, the second wish is I hope to have my pastor from Marion conduct my funeral. And then he said to me, I want to give back to Wayne Zion, where my faith took root and others called on me to use the gifts that God had bestowed me with. Well, I granted all three. Because this isn't my church. And I was excited to know that someone who I had never met before, but who was on the building committee that built this very church, and they were very mindful in building a zero-entry church. You just didn't hear that in 1963, 64, and 65 when we opened the building. There are very few barriers here in this church. So he asked me, Pastor Wade, I'd like to do something meaningful. And having this glow of light and Christ's love, and thinking about our sanctuary where we gather every Sunday, and the beautiful altar with the altar candles and the candelabras and knowing that the candelabras are getting a little bit old and tarnished and we've tried to clean them up as best we can, I suggested the idea that we maybe replace and have new candelabras and candles on the altar. And of course, if we go with the new candelabras and the new candles, we've got to replace the candle on the altar, although the stand is still given in the memory of Milo Tobiasen. He said, I like that idea. I mean, it was almost instant, wasn't it? I mean, there was no, it was like, that's it. Well, pastor didn't realize. As I had a council meeting, and I said, you know, I need to check it out. 
but that's an idea for us. And I went to the council, and the council thought, that, that would be okay. But then I remember Virgil Weir's saying, I think the candelabras that we have in our sanctuary were given by Virgil Hins and Leanna, the mother and father of Brian Hins. And let me share with you who Brian Hins, at least the tragedy that befalled him and the family giving these candelabras. Brian Lee Hins, 22, died at the University of Iowa Hospitals in Iowa City about noon on Saturday, June 4th, 1977. Of injuries he received in a two-car accident three and a half miles north of Anamosa on Highway 151. Monday, May 30th, he never regained consciousness after the accident. The service was given by Reverend Harvey O. Gilbertson. And I was so glad that somebody remembered. But we have this wonderful book within our congregation called, uh, Etta, what is it called? The Remembrance Book. Thank you. And you open it up. And you would be amazed. All the things that have been listed and given have been given by individuals. I could go around here. This candle stand was given in memory of Esther Gilbertson, the Esther Circle that still goes on today. Wilbur Peterson in giving the processional cross. Brian Hins in remembering him and giving the candelabras. So working with the um, Memorial Committee, who's led by Doreen Boken, who is one of our very caring and loving members of Wayne Zion, said, we need to reach out to the family. And so we did that. Well, Brian's immediate family is no longer living. And so he went to the extended family and said, we have an opportunity to, to replace the candelabras. And the family said, we understand. It's been 47 years. And maybe it's time to replace those. And hopefully these candelabras that have been in our sanctuary for 47 years will be able to find a new home. I know the council mentioned, wouldn't it be wonderful if another congregation could utilize those? That story yet to be told. Well, with the help of the memorial committee and reaching out to the Hins family, Dean happened to call me a week and a half before his death. Pastor, what do you think? Is that going to be a possibility? I really would like to do that. I'll do whatever. If it means refurbishing and keeping these or buying new ones, I, that's what we want to do. We want to give back to this place. You need to know Wayne Zion has meant so very much to my faith life. And I said, Dean, in talking with the memorial committee and with the council, it looks like we're getting the blessing. And so I think this is going to be a good possibility. And as LaDonna shared with me, that's all Dean needed to know that this day came in which we are about to dedicate these, these candles and disposition the others. And so today we give thanks for the 46 years, 47 years, the candelabras, casting light on our altar 
And at this time, I invite Bill, and I also invite Derek to come forward as we extinguish these candles for the last time. So let us give thanks for the candelabras dedicated to our worship in the memory of Brian Hintz over these 46 years, candelabras that shed light on our altar, reminding us of God's presence among us. And so let us pray. Blessed are you, O God, our Lord, King of the universe. You fill the entire world with your presence and light. Receive our praise and thanksgiving for the blessing of the light in our sanctuary through the candelabras. Your light shines continuously and brings hope to a dark world. We now have extinguished for the last time these candelabras and allow a new presence of light in this sacred space where we worship and praise and honor you through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. At this time I invite Dean's family to come forward and join me here at the altar where we have the new candelabras and candles. If you can make your way up, we'll, I'll have you stand in, in front of the altar all the way down there, all the way this way. And we give thanks for Justin, LaDonna, for Stephanie and Shelley and their spouse and their, their family. And I'm gonna have you face the candles. Let us, let us pray. Blessed are you, O Lord, our God, King of the universe. You have enriched our lives with every good and perfect gift. You have commend to us to show your splendor to your children and to praise you with lives of love, justice, and joy. We give thanks for Dean Rickless' faith and love for Wayne Zion where he, his, his faith was rooted and grew from here. And now gives these candles, these candelabras. And so accept these which we offer in thanksgiving on this Thanksgiving Eve service. May they be to us a sign of Christ, a light to the world, the light that no darkness could overcome. And bring us all at the length of your perfect kingdom, where you live and reign with your Son and the Holy Spirit, now and forever. Amen. And so let us give thanks for the gift of Brian Hines, and let us give... Uh, thanks for the gift of Dean Rickliffe's and both of these men's faith. I'll invite you to go ahead and have a seat um, again. LaDonna, thank you. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Did you hear that? Bonnie Rickliffe was their uh, uh, Luther League leader. So doesn't that just say something about, and Brian was with them in Luther League together. Two beautiful people who help us to keep the light shining in this place. Thank you for sharing that. I didn't know that. Good job. Yes. And so uh, at this time, I, I didn't realize this, but I guess we bring the offering forward. So uh, let us bring the offering forward this time, and we will sing uh, praise and thanksgiving, 689 stanzas three and four. And Ron and, and Debbie, thank you for sharing that.
freely confessing your gracious hand. Where you are reigning, no one will hunger. Your love sustaining showers our I invite the congregation to please rise. Gathered as one, we pray the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord's face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you his peace. Amen. We sing our ascending hymn, 840, Now We Thank Our God. Serve the Lord.
Thanks be to God. Liturgy, copyright 2021, Augsburg Fortress, all rights reserved. Music and lyrics reprinted with permission under one license, number A-729734, all rights reserved.